You're listening to the Potluck Podcast, the official, unofficial podcast of Commerce Football. Welcome back, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, fans of high school football across the Peach State. Back to the Potluck Podcast. It's your host, Colton Dean, joined to my right, Mason Westmoreland. We have a lot of great things to cover today. We got a lot of positive feedback on the podcast and quite honestly, more plays than I thought we'd get. So like <laughs> I said in the first in the first episode, uh, we'll keep we'll keep recording. If you're keep if you you guys will keep listening, we'll keep recording until we're down to, to zero listens. So <laughs> hopefully we'll grow and not and not shrink. So thanks for all the positive feedback. Um, probably being brutally honest here, everyone was like, "Wow, I can't believe that was actually good." Well, it's probably going to get worse from here. So <laughs> I'm sorry to say that, but it's just the God's honest truth. So so where we left off? That's that's how we start our shows here uh, with Tiger football. Where we left off? Well, we had our first win at Banks County. Um, we were both in attendance there. Uh, we, we, we witnessed what some people call the cat fight. Um, I, I didn't know that that was a thing uh, until I saw a few hashtags on social media. Um, I, I, I prefer the Battle of Banks Crossing uh, just, just because you know that, that really gives you that Sonic and Walmart to hold <laughs> over those Banks County people's heads. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm joking. Please don't, please don't come after me. Uh, but no, it, it is kind of a cat fight. If, if, if the cat involved were maybe a Bengal tiger and then a cross between some sort of wild bobcat and a domesticated cat um where you know the the that 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 cat that feline has a lot of fight a lot of energy um but in the end it's the Bengal tiger is not really that worried about it <laughs> the series went 31 to 2 on friday night I'm sorry, I got to get the jabs in early. Uh, let me just give a quick recap, and and Uncle Son, I'm, I'm gonna let you take it over. So we we came out firing, uh, right. per usual with Commerce Football, Coach Mike Brown. Uh, this is a car going by. We're recording on my front porch. <laughs> uh, so as, as as I mentioned, the quality of this thing is just gonna keep going through the roof. Uh, came out firing uh, in the first quarter. We were up 20 to nothing in the blink of an eye. Unfortunately, our guy Air Diaz did miss an extra point, but yep. we, you know. It, those things kind of happen, I guess. We made a mistake in the second quarter, lost the ball on a fumble. Uh, I think that slowed us down a little bit. We started kind of struggling a bit more. We gained, regained the traction early in the third. I mean, it's literally as soon as we, we started the third, which we'll talk about. Um, but we ended up closing the game out 41-18. to 18. Uh, Uncle Song, why don't you go ahead and take it away? What's, what are some of the things you saw and, and just uh, a whole recap of the game? Well, I think the first – thing that really stuck out to me is how much both of these communities care about this game that's true um we showed up in homer probably 30 minutes early stadium was nearly packed already crowds were overflowing uh the commerce stands were were dense and then they had they brought in extra stands and those stands got those were full yeah um folks lined around the track it was really good to see because uh, one of the concerns about the pandemic was you know how's this going to affect gate money for these local booster clubs. And uh, I think that this gate is gonna be great for both Commerce and Banks County. Uh, the results went in Commerce favor, um, but I think everybody will benefit financially. Um, the first thing about the play that stuck out to me was that uh, our young talent got showcased on Friday night. Oh, yeah. um, 
we had uh, three young players that, that haven't seen significant playing time on offense um, got a lot of playing time on offense, and not only just playing time, but scoring playing time. Uh, that being Sammy Brown, Trey Huff, and Draylon Martin, all in the offensive backfield. Um, Sammy scored three times, once on a, a receiving touchdown, uh, two rushes. Uh, I believe uh, Draylon scored once or twice. What was that, Dino? Do you twice. 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 Um, and then Mr. Huff scored once. And uh, Sammy kind of stole the show. And I think if, if you follow our Twitter, you saw that we retweeted about the, the player of the week. I checked it before I left. I voted for him again. And uh, he had over 20,000 votes mm-hmm. uh, for player of the week this this week. Uh, 114 yards rushing. I think 45 yards receiving uh, those three touchdowns. So just phenomenal game for him. Mm-hmm. Um, Trey Huff, that was one of our question marks coming in. Is is he the quarterback? Is he the guy? Can he handle the pressure? I think he answered that Friday night. Uh, he looked very poised. Uh, he made good decisions. He didn't take too many risks. Uh, even when he was running the ball, um, we ran 31 and 38 base five. Um, a couple of times Friday night where he's the ball handler. And he got up in there, got in between the tackles, picked up a first down a couple of times. I did see he forced a couple throws occasionally. Um, but that first game he's ever started, he's a sophomore, you know, you're going to expect some errors. Mm-hmm. And, but I think he limited that. And I think that, that shows, uh, you know, his, his upbringing, that shows his training and preparation and the coaching for the Tigers. And then Draylon Martin – you know, we, we were also curious who would fill in for Sam Roach. And, honestly, we saw Draylon run with the same toughness. I mean, he shook, what, three three tackles in the open field mm-hmm. on that uh, long – I think it was a 47-yard touchdown run that we took out 7 nothing initially. Uh, Sammy did the same thing. He ran really strong, too. Um, so, these guys are super strong. Uh, the team strength showed. Um, that's one thing that Commerce, if Commerce is stronger than the other team, that's a pretty good, uh, pretty good indication that they're going to win the game. Um, what do you think, Dino? Yeah, I, I want to touch on Huff again. I mean, coming into it, I think in the, in my mind, I, I knew he wasn't going to make any huge mistakes. He's played football probably his whole life, yeah. so I mean, I knew he he was going to make, make the right plays. I just wasn't sure how, how what kind of a threat he was going to be running the ball. Mm-hmm. Just because of that triple option, I mean, we got to have about the game. You got to have all three options. Mm-hmm. I mean, if, if you cut if you cut one out, um, that's a whole lot easier on the defense. If you know one guy's just never gonna never gonna run the ball. Yeah. Um, so I was pumped to see him get in there and get tough yardage a couple of times. And we you know we had a, a design throwback to Sammy on a wheel route, mm-hmm. and I, I think that play. I mean, gosh, that was a good play. <laughs> and I think it loosened him up too. You yeah. Know, it, it, you know. Just kind of getting out there, getting throwing a touchdown, and then running the ball a few times. I think he he fit he you know right in to where he needs to be. We um, we threw the ball so much more than I thought we would too. Yeah, I was expecting two or three times, and I, I don't I don't remember how much it was, but it felt like eight or nine. Yeah, and uh, he made some good completions. Um, Frady's looked good coming off on the routes. Uh, Cunningham looked good. He went over the middle one time, and I, I did see he didn't complete the pass, but it was it was placed well. Cunningham made a good play on the ball. He just got rocked, from what I remember. Yeah. Um, defense played well too. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to get into next. Is what, you know we just talked about the offense, and now we can kind of move towards the defense side of the ball. Yeah. The the defense. I think that's where our experience showed. Right. Um. You know, 
you and I have both been talking about since the game how well Bo Childers played both both ways. Mm-hmm. Um, first as a tackle on offense, and then as a defensive end on defense. We we both kind of were shocked. He made like a a five yard tackle for a loss, and it, I, I remember saying, "Man, that was a good tackle." He just wrapped the guy up in the backfield. And um, we, we played really well. They came out in, in a couple different sets. Uh, they were real heavy on the trips. And they would run that trips uh, set, pass the ball, and then they would also give us a run look where they ran weak side. And uh, I think our weak side defense did a good job defending the run. When they tried to stretch us, we, we pursued well. We didn't lose contain. And those, those are things when you're playing a gap control defense, you know, that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And um, – and our guys did well. Um, also, uh, special teams. We talked about uh, Eric. Um, he had he had how many touchbacks? Five out of I seven. I think five out of seven were touchbacks for our um, guy Mayor Diaz. He he had a pretty good night outside of the the missed PAT. I missed PAT. Missed a and long one. Missed a long one. It was a it was a long one. So. But we also had. I thought the other aspects of special teams played really well. We didn't punt the ball very much, which is a good thing. But. Um, Sherman and and Sherman kind of doesn't get a lot of media about him, but Michael Sherman has been a, a steady player the past last year and this year, and he had some really good returns. Field position, I don't think we started much behind the forty when on the whole game and no, on, all, on yeah, returns. We, we had some great good. returns, and that's another thing that Diaz is so key on. Like it seemed like every possession we would start at least on our forty, if right. not closer to midfield. Whereas they're starting on the, the 20, on the 20 every, every time. time. That's the thing. This 20 yards of field position, every single kickoff is how key Diaz yep. is. We're hyping him up, man. He's our guy, though. He's our guy. <laughs> he is our guy. But, 69 um, life. So we did. <laughs> we did. Uh, I had to cut that. No, just, <laughs> no, no cuts. By the way, we're, I think we're just going to be no editing show. I, yep. you know, just no editing, one no shot. cuts. We're just going to do one take. Um what we need to work on moving forward, is there any downsides that we saw? I know the lull in the, in the second quarter, uh, but that was kind of to be expected coming out of the gates. Um, I, well, just to touch on another quick positive, um, no cramps. No cramps. As we meant. I, right. There was zero players cramping out. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was probably a little unseasonably cool yeah. uh, for our, you know this early in September with the little cold snap we've had here, but it was – thrilling to see I mean yeah. that no players going down I mean you always see players go down I don't think you're going to have any complaints in the south about starting football the weekend of Labor Day I don't think so um I, nobody would want to start in middle August when I, you can start great. like out here right now it's perfect it seems and it's it just seems like this is when football should start yeah I don't know why but you that know first we, we kept creeping fall. and it just got, seems like it gets earlier and earlier every year yeah. games playing on August 10th and stuff yeah it's too early. We might need to might need to take a step back and just say, let's do <laughs> it on Labor Day. Let's do it. Throw back. Um, so yeah, what what we need to work on, kind of moving forward. What are some of um, the downsides you saw? I saw. Well, we we talked about this um, when we were at the game. We took a lot of time out super early in the first half, and mm, I yeah, I think that Banks County may have come out with some alignment things that we weren't maybe prepared for. I don't know. That's just a, a guess. Um, but we took out a lot of timeouts early. And that's a first game thing. I think that'll go away. Um, I did see a couple of alignment issues, but they were usually fixed pre-snap. Like the players recognized it or somebody else told that player that was out of position to get in position. That speaks to the Tigers' leadership from their seniors and their uh, veterans. Um, 
But just to the to the regular old guy from Commerce, I, I didn't see too many issues. I was really pleased Friday night. Yeah, we know the coaches will find some things to work on for sure. Yeah. Um, but our, our untrained eye, our fan <laughs> eye, I think it looked pretty good. 41-18 final again there up at Homer. Uh, I do have a segment here, a new segment from a listener, uh, Ward Black, good friend of the show. This is a lose, use, play of the game, courtesy of <laughs> Lewis Sanders. Uh, if you don't know that name, you probably ain't from Commerce. No. But lose, use, play of the game. This is not sponsored by Sanders Furniture. This is actually <laughs> a free ad for Sanders Furniture. Go see David and Jennifer up, up in town in Commerce. Sammy Brown's 49-yard touchdown run early in the third quarter is going to be lose, used, play of the game. We went behind that strong right side of the line. Frady's and Sherman sealed the edge. Uh, Freeman and Childers led the way up to 10 yards downfield, blocking for him. He was able to get out there and outrun the defense. So that's going to be lose, yeah. used, play of the game. Sammy Brown, 49-yard touchdown run, set the tone in the second half. Let's get to some scores around the state. Uh, something that we want to introduce and, and run through every week moving forward is scores around the state, scores of interest. Athens Academy, 17, Trinity Christian, 10. A close game, not something we expected. Right. Uh, I think everybody in the state was looking for Athens Academy to come out on the ground running with their talent and with their coaching and with their facilities and with their program and everything that ACAD has going for it. Uh, you think they, they would win this game over Trinity Christian by a larger margin, but uh, maybe they had some first game shakes or something that they, they had to work out, but that one caught my eye. It caught my eye as well. Again, we weren't there. We. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think everyone played. We would have known if any of their big talent didn't play yeah. or was hurt. So that was one that caught my uh, a Battle of the O and 10s. <laughs> uh, we're going ABC order here. Our Murchie, 10. Towns, 7. Mm. That was two O and 10 teams last year. We've heard about uh, our Murchie yep. uh, in northwest Georgia we've, from our correspondent up there, so to speak, uh, that they have improved, vastly yeah. improved. I think Towns was a favorite. So, yep. uh not much more to say there other than we wanted to cover that one. It's Towns, uh, a Region 8A foe. Fun fact, um, our Murchie, I believe, is where Vic Beasley played. That so is a have fun to fact. fact. may have to fact check I think you will that. get fact checked. I won't, do it right, I won't do it right now, but that is a fun fact. I think that's where Vic Beasley played. Uh, Brooks County 20, Thomasville 14. Wanted to mention that one as Brooks County is now single A. Yep. Uh, in the double A state championship last year, uh, Thomasville, that's a big school, yep. and traditionally pretty good at football, and they went to Thomasville, if I'm not mistaken, and won 20 to 14. Yeah, I can't remember where that game was played, um, but that is a big score, and it just shows how strong Class A is at the top this year. Very strong. Dublin's down as well. That Better. was a state championship game in Double A last year. Yeah. Dublin Brooks. Yep. That is right. Yep, and uh, and that's that's who we got coming down the tracks eventually. Hopefully, but you know, once we once we get if we get that far, we're doing real good. One thing that popped in my mind, you know, we were talking about Brooks and Dublin. I, I forgot to even mention Matter that also came Matter. down from Double A. They're the team that put out our foe this coming week, Union County, last yeah. year in the playoffs. Matter right. Matter beat Slainsboro twenty eight to nothing this week, mm-hmm. and jumped into the Class A uh, top ten. Actually, they kicked them jumping in, kicked Commerce out. Right. So Commerce is out this week of the top ten, but. That's another team that we'll look look to see this year's matter in Class A. That's right. Brookstone 17, Mount Perrin 14. We'll meet Mount Perrin there in Game 5 in early October. 
result is they are 0-1 after week one. Calhoun 41, Dalton 14. We always keep up with Calhoun. They're kind of like Commerce Northwest. We've got a lot of <laughs> Commerce guys up there have been coaching there forever. So uh, off to a good start there in Calhoun. Uh, the battle for the Classic City, Clark Central 10, Cedar Shoals 7. Looked like a good game there mm-hmm. down in Athens. Fitzgerald 21, Cairo 17. Of course, we are Syrup Maker fans. <laughs> if anybody from Cairo is listening to this, uh, we'd love some gear. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> they're off to an 0-1 start after Fitzgerald beat them 21-17. to George Walton 35, Social Circle 7. Another Region 8A foe there in Social Circle. George Walton getting the better of them by 28 points. Habersham County 27, Madison County 6. Local, uh, two local county schools there going at it. Good result for Habersham County. Jax, go ahead. I think they're Habersham Central, aren't they? Yeah, well, Habersham Central. I'm going I'm going too old school. <laughs> Jackson County 26, West Hall 18. Jackson County, uh, that's – Trending uh, upward. They are. I, I, it's a team I wanted to look out for this year. Um, McCorder's there, their mm-hmm. coach, and he's been a legend in single-A ball uh, down at um, – Charlton. Charlton County. Uh, for for many years down there, uh, was a legendary coach there. Won some state championships. So, I'm going to be interested to follow our friends over at Jackson County to see what they can do this year. Again, that's Jackson County 26, West Hall 18, Jefferson Davis 24, Lincoln County 14. Lincoln County off to a 0 and 1 start. Our Region 8A foe, Macon County 21, Clinch County 19. Clinch County off to a 0 and 1 start to the season. Clinch County was projected as a 24-point favorite. Yeah. That is a shocking result. And another stat that you pointed out earlier. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Macon County, what, 6-0? Oh, yeah, 6-0 versus uh, Clinch County. Clinch County all-time. Just a crazy stat. Uh, Oconee County, 7 – or 27. North Oconee, 17. Local schools there uh, down in Athens, south of Athens. Prince Avenue, 42. Calvary Day, 7. Prince is – Going to be a strong team this year. He got a pretty good quarterback, huh? I mean, when you watch Fandergraaf play, he's one of those guys that just looks like he's in his mid twenties out there playing with some some kids, well, high know. school kids, you know, <laughs> yeah, and not a mid twenties guy like we were in our mid twenties, but like a guy that continued to work out and just like an NFL player. He looks yeah, like an NFL player out there with those kids. Definitely a, a special talent. Wayne County 29, Hart County 13. So Hart County travels all the way down to Wayne County a long way. But statewide news was that they were able to get that game even played after Elbert County Mm -hmm. had the COVID-19 outbreak, uh, had to cancel the game with Hart County. Good to see that they got a game in. Unfortunately, a tough loss for them down at Wayne County for our friends over at Hart County. White County 44, Stevens County 6. Shocking result for me. Yeah, I mean – Things have been brewing up there in the mountains around. Uh, we ain't talking moonshine, folks. Yeah, not not, not the this moonshine time. variety. Not this time. Up there in Cleveland, stuff's going on, and that stuff is J. Ben Haynes, and he's been having a, a really good career up there uh, in White County, and it really showed um, Friday night. Is Stevens is, is a traditional power, and they may be struggling right now. I'm I'm not really sure, but forty four to six. Is is a that's an eye popper. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's get back to South Georgia for a couple of more games here. Pelham twenty four, Mitchell County eighteen. That's uh, battle for Region One, right there. That's Region basically. One. I mean that that the top of that region is very strong. Those two teams right there. Mm-hmm. Um, so that very well could end up deciding the region in Week One. Uh, 
Valdosta, 28. Warner Robins, 25. That was the South Georgia game of the week. Old Coach Rush Pros found him a new home, Valdosta. Debut at Title Town uh, High. Turns out that he's he's still got a little little something, something in there. Going on. I mean, I who know knows? What it is. Uh, <laughs> the twenty-eight, Warner Robins twenty-five. Uh, just a, another local result that we mentioned earlier: Franklin County thirty-three and um, Lumpkin Lumpkin County three. So that will be the next team that Banks County goes to play. It's Franklin uh, County. It's Franklin County, and kind of the battle that's the most midwestern northeast georgia game that exists that's just a bunch of corn fed boys going to play some football carnesville and homer that's the closest the battle thing we'll of 51 to, to iowa and iowa state i think <laughs> uh, here in northeast georgia so uh last result i want to uh, talk about that will lead us right into uh, raven county we also t- missed oh, yeah. raven county and ridgeland uh raven county blank ridgeland this week 35 to nothing um, Raven County and Prince will be playing this Friday night on ESPN. Um, that may be one you want to record at home while you're out Friday night watching a game, but that is one to watch. That's one that puts Northeast Georgia on the national spotlight. It's Gunner Stockton and uh, Raven County take on Prince Avenue. And really two programs that if you'd have told me 14 years ago when we played those guys in 2006 that Raven County – and Prince Avenue would be playing on ESPN on Friday night in front of a nationwide audience, I would have said, you're crazy, right? I mean, who would have thought Raven County and Prince would be on national TV? But it's coaching. Pretty incredible. Um, talent, some booster money, all those things <laughs> thrown in. Uh, you Allegedly. Got, <laughs> you got some great, some great programs showing, showcasing Northeast Georgia coming up. Go ahead, Dino. Good point to bring that one. That is one I missed. Raven 35, Ridgeland 0. Ridgeland ain't no pushover, folks. No. That's a uh, big result for Raven County. Our friends over at Jefferson will have to play Raven County here in a few <laughs> weeks. That'll be, a, that'll be one to watch, too. Fannin County 24, Union County 20. Now, that, that I wanted to lead to end that one to lead into our discussion for this week's game against Union County. Fannin County came in projected as a double-digit underdog mm-hmm. in that game. That is a rivalry game, as far as we can tell, in north-central Georgia mountains. Fannin County 24, Union County 20. The Union County Panthers will come down the hill from Blairsville into Rayland Stadium Friday night. We'll be back. We'll have the home opener. We're looking forward to it. Tiger lights. The uh, the eyes will be on. green lights. It's going to be awesome. Uh, but let, for, before we get into it, let's talk about Union County, the history and the program. All right, so uh, Union County, like Dino said, comes out of Blairsville. Uh, they started playing football in 1957. Their overall record is 288, 326, and 10 ties. Um, so they're under 500 as an all-time program. They, they claimed two sub-region championships in 1972 and 1973. Uh, the Georgia High School um, – Associate the website, uh, the Historic Association website online, said that they were region titles. But it, when I looked at them, I think they're sub-region titles. Uh, Brian Allison is the head coach up there at Union County. He played at Union County. He's a Union County native, uh, and he's doing great things up there for uh, that program. Uh, he did a stint there originally in 1996. He started and coached there to 2001. Uh, then he did a stint in Winder Barrow. So he left Union County, went to Winder Barrow, uh, won a region championship in Winder Barrow back in 03, and then came back to Union in 2008. 
and he, he's been there ever since. And his record overall in the two stints at Union County is 117 to 72. So 117 wins to 72 losses. That's a 61.9 winning percentage, which is not bad. Uh, and I think that that's why so many people in the mountains consider him one of the premier coaches in the North Georgia mountains as far as high school football goes. Um, other coaches at, at Union County, just to compare Brian Allison to the rest of what Union County has, their winning percentage has been 40%. So winning two out of five where, um, where Allison wins over three out of five. Uh, last year, they, they had a great season. Um, it was one of their, their best seasons ever. Um, they were ranked for a large majority of the year. They had their first playoff win ever. Um, they had a couple of big wins throughout the season. They beat Elbert County 35-14. to Elbert, traditionally strong program. Uh, their real competition for that second spot in 8, 8AA. And then their first playoff game uh, at home, they, they beat South Atlanta 19-15 to for their first playoff win ever. Uh, they had two losses on the season, a big loss for the for the region championship to Raven, 49-7, and then a tough loss, tough loss in the Sweet 16 to Metter on the road, 14-7. And Metter, like I talked about earlier, that's, that's a strong team that was in AA last year. So Union County really pushed them um, to their limits, but they fell by a touchdown last year. And uh, they had three All-State players last year, including the coach's son, Pearson, who threw for almost 3,000 yards last year and 28 touchdowns. I think it was 29-54 were his passing yard uh, total last year. So really good program. Like Jackson County we talked about earlier, this is a program trending upward. And uh, it's going to be exciting to welcome them into Tiger Field on Friday night. Um, Offense-wise, they're only returning four starters. So they they had this great season last year. Things up there, they're they're not sure where things are going to go. Um, they're only returning four starters. They're their third leading receiver. Um, their leading rusher, Jonah Daniel, who played with a torn labrum last year. Um, he he had fifteen hundred and seventy yards rushing and sixteen t- touchdowns on the ground. He'll be back at running back, and then two returning offensive linemen. Uh, and then defense, they have a little bit more returning. They've got six starters coming back. Um, the, the highlights of that defense coming back were two um, linebackers and two members of the secondary. And, and they, they base out of a 50 and a 3-4. So their defense is kind of similar to what Commerce ran Friday night. We saw a little bit of 50 there um, in Homer, but we saw a lot of 3-4. And uh, I want to thank the guys at Friday night game night for doing their, um, their program preview this year because that's where I got a lot of the information for this. They do a great job up there in Hall County covering the area and uh it really helps us when we're looking at the teams that we're going to play um so that that's what union county brings to the table as a program and where they're at right now that fellas that's folks that's as much uh as much coverage as you're going to get between uh between now and and, and rob and abe taking <laughs> over from J, for jjc on wjjc on friday night that's for sure uh, hopefully we got you got you ready there and, and, and know enough about Union County, what they're going to be bringing to Ray Lamb Stadium. Uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I think they're going to come out ready to play. Um, anytime you you know you come out and lose your first game, you're, you're ready to get that taste out of your mouth. Especially a rivalry game. That, that was one thing from week one. We saw so many rivalry games 
um, including Commerce Banks County. I mean, which you you hesitate to call that a rivalry game because of the series Everyone history, right. but um, like Clark Central and uh, Cedar Shoals, you know, usually yeah. that game's late in the Oconee, year. Oconee, North Oconee, yeah, the Battle of Hog I mean, Mountain, even like White County Stevens. Habersham Central and Madison. I mean, like, games that, and places that are close, you know, together that maybe aren't super big rivalries. Yeah. They, they're familiar. You yeah. Know, they're familiar. So, uh, predictions. How, how's the game going to go? We don't, the lines aren't out yet. Recording a little earlier this week, so our lines aren't out. What we will do is have uh, song selections will come out <laughs> probably on Friday morning uh, on Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at Potluck Football. We'll have all our selections, all of our lines, key games. We're going to have a uh, preview thread like we always do on Fridays. Uh, all of that will be on potluckfootball at twitter.com. Um, what do you think, Son? How's the game going to go on Friday night? So, from from what I from what my research gave me, I think Union's going to come out and they're going to be pretty similar to Banks County offensively. I think that will give us a little bit of trouble. Kind of like it did with Banks County, um, but I, I think that that Union's going to be stronger than Banks County. I don't think uh, I think they're going to be stronger in the weight room. Um, so that being said, I think it's a closer game. Um, I think you're looking at something. They got six six starters coming back on defense. Maybe thirty one to twenty one. Commerce, something similar to what we saw um, against Commerce Hart County in 2018. You know, we hadn't played Hart County in a really long time. That was a program that was on the rise under their new coach. Um, I kind of get that feeling going into this game. It's an early season game. Union County's kind of a marquee program right there in the mountains. Uh, I think that's that's where I'm I'm sitting at. Okay. Again, 41 to 18 last week. Commerce at Banks County. Fannin County 24, Union County 20. That's how the two teams will come together. Uh, I, I like the 31 to 21. I think that, like you said, Union County's defense will probably cause us a little bit more trouble yeah. uh, in disrupting our offense, what we want to do offensively. Even with only the four starters coming back on offense. We've always traditionally struggled with teams that run the spread. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's just a commerce thing or, like, we don't – we don't scheme for. I, I don't know what it is, but I think it just gets a, it takes us a little time to settle in to teams that are running the spread. I agree. It does. That is a thing that, that has happened yearly, really, for as long as I can remember. Um, Especially teams that have the athletes. Yeah. And I think they've got they've got a pretty good receiver up I mean, there. It, it, yeah, it's a hard offense to defend. Uh, I, I like the thirty-one twenty-one. Uh, I hope our defense doesn't give up that many points. I, I said hope the same thing last week, ball. though. Um, just for for the listeners out there, Sawn is zero and one against the spread. <laughs> an, an, a super oh, frustrating, a, a super unfortunate backdoor cover. <laughs> Banks County late, one uh, twenty three left in the game. Had, right? Yeah, one minute and twenty three seconds left, and the and the margin of victory was twenty three for the Tigers, <sighs> as the spread was twenty four. Nailed the spread though. So oh. shout out to. Um, Shout out to the spread there. Yeah, we'll see what does a good job. They do. They do a great job. Uh, we'll see all those spreads come out later this week. Yep. We'll have our selections. Until then, we are going to sign off. Go Tigers. We'll see you on Friday night in Ray Lamb Stadium.
Folks, the Potluck Podcast is not quite over. The pod, the podcast boys wanted to bring you one more quick hit before we got out of here. Obviously, the crickets aren't joining us this time. Unfortunately, our friends could not make it for this segment. Senior running back Jonah Daniel went down with an injury this past Friday against Fanning County. That is Union County's running back, Jonah Daniel, has over 2,000 yards career rushing, 26 total touchdowns, and has a 9.1 yards per rush average. Obviously a really good player with that stat line. We were looking forward to watching him on Friday night in Ray Lamb Stadium. Was going to provide some fireworks and probably some problems for that Commerce Tiger defense. Does not look like he will play. He did not return this past Friday night. I would list him as doubtful is the word that we're getting, but we will see. Hopefully he can play, but again, we're not quite sure the extent of the injury. We just know that he did not return on Friday night. We wanted to give you that little bit of information before we signed off, but now we are clear to sign off. Hopefully we will see you Friday night in Ray Lamb Stadium. Until then, take care. Be kind to one another. Adios.